could be, but then how do you justify a guy give him one hit and you forget about him for the next? Yeah, horses for courses. No, you're right. Like first time in a long time, we went into a test series as favorites and we blew it. So you know now yeah. we are playing catch up cricket uh, to draw draw a series now. Yeah. One day form transfers in and being standby yeah. means you might play the next game. Yeah, you so called it. Welcome to another episode of Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast with Vida and Bora. And this episode is sponsored by Stack Sports Australia. Um, I'm here with my co-host Sohan. How are you doing, Bora? Good, Vida. Good to be here. How have you been? Yes, yeah, just just dealing with the winter, cold mornings. Yeah, but the day gets better um, as the day progresses. Bit disappointed because the first test match didn't go till the fifth day, and it ended up being a three-day test match. Um, that's the main topic for today isn't it but i think a lot happened in that test match starting from the decision to make a pitch that turned square from the day one uh, backfired on us isn't it yeah i think um i think let's get straight into it we'd like to do a quick review of the um test match that just finished um starting off with the pitch um not the best decision i guess we now when you look back on it uh, i guess the thinking would have been the australian team will struggle against spin um uh, and then we'll be able to get on top of them similar to how we got on top of west indies uh, that would have been the mindset going into it um i think we jokingly talked about how chris silver would say gonna say now nah, we'll just go with one fast bowler <laughs> we'll uh, beat them with spin but um uh, things didn't go our way i think uh, we'll touch base more in depth as we discuss about our batting and bowling fig- um, mm. of the game. But the biggest, I think, you got to understand if we relate into the one day, spin wasn't a really big factor. It was good, high score in games as well, yeah. patchy spin. But then uh, it's it's a different set of spin bowlers who featured in the one days to what we have in the test series. So mm. uh, that pretty much gives us an indication how we fared um, but i think on on hindsight when you now look back going into a two match series against a top team we would have um if you had a chance to change the layout of the pitch would have been to be a you know more uh, flat track what like what pakistan did you know yeah uh, they try, try to have an even competition between bat and ball from the start and then weigh options to see how things handle there so but interesting what they'll do going into the second test match yeah i think now now we are doing catch up now and you know yeah first test of the series as you said we should have we shouldn't have played safe but at least prepare a pitch where the batsman can put a big score uh, in the first innings i think we missed the trick there preparing a Oh, he was basically a dust ball, but I mean, um, yeah, uh, yeah. did the right thing. He won the toss and batted, and um, without that inning from Dick Weller, who counterattacked the Australian bowlers, we wouldn't have even, you know, made 150 to challenge Aussies. Playing a Test match, uh, first game of a series, you don't want to be out of the game in the second session of the game. So the plan backfired on us. Um, 
we went with three specialist spinners. Uh, Van de Sey earned his test cap uh, in the test match. In the past, we saw few caps being handed out, but I think Van de Sey earned this test cap. Bora. He, I mean, a few years ago, they sent him home from West Indies and... This was a strong comeback from him. He had a uh, he had a very good domestic season, winning a one-day title for his club. That got him the nod ahead of a few other players. He took a couple of wickets, but uh, batting... <laughs> you can't say the batting failed us, Bora, because, I mean, how we win test matches in Sri Lanka is you bat long in the first innings and make big runs. Yeah. and get the other side up twice. And we did not give a chance to our batsmen to do that. So, you know, yeah. as I said, without Dickwell's <laughs> runs, the test would have finished in two days. Yeah. You're right. I think um, getting into our batting, we just couldn't... Normally, Sri Lankan sides have been able to bat long periods, you know, tire the bowlers and then cash in a bit more. Because... We tend to handle the spin a lot better. After the game, Chris Silverwood came out and said we need to play the sweep shot a lot better when we didn't execute it well compared to the Australians. Um, and I I could see a mindset change where they came out in the second innings just trying to sweep every ball. I think yeah. the effect that Cameron Green and um, Alex Carey had the way they batted out when they when they had that chance had a massive effect on what was discussed in I feel what was discussed in the dressing room mm. I'm sure um, my guess is the management or the star the coach and the players would have had a discussion look we need to attack and sweep would be the better option to go mm. and they forced it upon all our batters to take that um, shot on and we didn't execute it well. So it's almost an indication that we went out of our games or short selections that we are used to, to play a different brand of cricket that was seen effective, that was, I mean, executed by Australia really well. I think that's where we went. I think second innings, if you were to sum, sum it up, that's where we went mm-hmm. wrong because we tried to play a game that we are not used to. I mean, Dick Weller plays it really well with the sweeps, um, reverse sweeps, whatnot. But the rest of the top order, the likes of even your Dimuts, um, Kusal Mendes, I've seen them play because they, they use the back foot really well against spin, yep. especially to a, a Nathan Lyon. You know, the Sri Lankans like to play it off their hip towards square leg and mm. they always win the singles very easily. That's, I mean, if you look at your Mahela's um, in the past, they sweep, but it's not they sweep always. They're, they've got good wrist where they can ride, get on top of it and milk it towards square leg um, or wide of dawn for the ones. Maybe the way Angie got out in the first innings, he loved it to leg slip. So, yeah, must have put some doubt on Batsman's mind. The two balls, Dananjay and Chandimal got from Swepson, like you know, he, he, how how do you play that, right? I mean, he, yeah. those top deliver top two deliveries, and those things play on batsman's head, isn't it? No, you 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 
summed it up where we got to bite the bullet because we knew in goal test matches are won very convincingly so either we yeah. lose it convincingly or we win it i mean mm-hmm. when england was here with chris silverwood and joe root scored you know tons of runs they won those games easily as well yeah. so um for us unfortunately we fell short and now there's a bit of um i guess doubt creeping in you can see because they've t- changed the entire spin attack yeah. by in pretty much the one day spinners into the test squad yeah. um and they've let go of ambul and i think pravin's out because of covid yeah. um but that's also a sign sign of panic creeping in so yeah. um <clears throat> it's good because i think we spoke about dunit velalage how yeah. one day form transfers in and being stand by yeah. means you might play the next game yeah you so called it i think that small um, indication that that's that mm. i'm not surprised if he plays but that's the sequence of sri lanka selections in a nutshell pretty much yeah. there <clears throat> i think it's inevitable for him to play in the second test match in albora because he can yeah. he can bat he can as bat. well so I think you're right. He will make his debut yes. in goal. And um another thing you called was uh, Ambulas bowling style. Yes. You said he yes. might struggle and under pressure he couldn't land the ball in the right spot even though the pitch was helping the spinners. So he's um yeah, I mean with Ambul he's a fantastic bowler. Don't we? and overseas he I mean for a change we have an overseas spin bowler who's pretty effective mm. um um i feel he's got he does really well i mean we won overseas in south africa and he played a part and he seems to get that uh, bit of bounce uh, which normally sri lankan spinners don't get so mm. but there is because of his um more um traditional action that he has um when we when it's the spin you know the pitches we set up it doesn't set him set up really well for him at time so he mm. struggle it looks like a confidence thing for him um because he was going at over 5 runs and over and when yeah. your main spinner goes at over 5 runs and over and he i mean gives the runs amount of runs he gave it's an indication that the game is not in sri lanka's control generally for us to be really effective in a game your number one spinner has to go at less than 3 runs and over 2 and a half because yeah. uh, they control they bowl longer spells so 20 20 overs at 2 and a half that's what 50 60 runs um but he he could i think he bowled 10 overs for 50 or 60 yeah. runs so that says we couldn't control it and i think if you look at the I think the second innings pretty much we only bowled one maiden over in that whole um, innings which was a which a alarming figure and that's why we couldn't um, control things when to say being a leg spinner yes with you touch base about how he came into the team that's a good reflection of how he's turned it around similar to what we discussed about Kusal Mendis as well yeah. um so they've made the effort they've found their way in um but I think for us um we just couldn't keep control when we were at the ball with the ball and we were really behind on the bat um but uh, something I'd like to I think because we're talking about our bowling it's a good time 
to when you look at the opposite of the guys who are batting, yeah. um, you got to give credit to a 20-year-old um, Australian batter Cameron Green, how big a change he's seen in was. Because take out, I mean, Alex Kerry came out, yes, he has a bit of experience behind him, but um, you had a guy who, it's his first series out of Australia, Mm-hmm. Um, playing in the subcontinent, um, I mean, it's a it's a challenge in itself to change the way he's playing mm-hmm. uh, and to back himself up. So he came with a clear plan where mm-hmm. I mean he'll try to charge down to the uh, spinners or anything short or feels he wanted to sweep, he'll get down and sweep. So um, I think the way he batted gave confidence to Alex Carey who yeah. came in and thought, hang on, I'm going to back the game plan I know. And he just kept mm-hmm. sweeping every ball. So that's a massive... Um, that's, I think, what we are expecting of our youngsters to show that maturity. That for a guy at his age to come in and take ownership of situations yeah. and play a brand of cricket. Yeah. We see that happening with Chari Tasalanka to a certain extent in the one days. Um, but we expect that from a lot because our um, we are having a young batting group because our, yeah. I mean, our batting group hasn't been able to live up to the expectations. If only we had Chari Tasalanka mm-hmm. in the squad for us. Yeah. It was... We could have bought him in instead of Osha the Fernando to bat in the second innings. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Uh, yeah, because he was one guy who, when we had our backs against the wall, he was the one who <laughs> played the counter-attacking inning and yeah. got, us, got us out of the trouble. And with Dickwella doing the similar thing, I mean, if only we had him in the squad, we could have what do you mean? Got him to score 50-60 runs and even like a 100 runs target on that pitch. Yeah. He might have pulled off a um, victory <laughs> uh, on that pitch. Um, you mentioned about Cameron Green. I mean, when he first came out, Bora, he, he didn't look like an international cricketer. I mean, he, he looked like he looked like a player who, who's going to take some time to um, yeah. find his feet in international cricket. But now you can see why they back him to um, be there all around. Uh, I mean, not only him, all the batsmen clearly had a plan, but you know they covered the stumps and uh, they played their shots. There, there were lots of premeditated shots, but I think they had about you can see like they had about three plans to score a boundary of of the bowling of spinners. Yes, we they lost wickets, but they got the runs, which was the important thing on that pitch. Yeah, and for Australia. For them, this is a massive win for them, especially on the back of, I mean, they always talk about six years ago where they came and it was a very bad experience for them overall. When they walked out of that test series, mm-hmm. the whole system was questioned. You know, yep. they only flat track bullies. They can't mm-hmm. play speed. Nathan Lyon was almost questioned by, I mean, the coaching setup at the time. Is he the right spinner to lead them? Mm. The batting, um, Usman Kawaja lost his spot within yeah. the Australian team after that series because they say he can't play spin. Adam Hodges, we know, struggled and his career ended. Um, so a lot of scars out of that tour for this group of players. So they've bounced back. I mean, that's why Kawaja said it was a very 
one of the toughest games to play and then for them to win it he knows what a big relief it is i know mm-hmm. they didn't score 100 but it just they it gives them that belief that they've countered or managed to overcome the scars of that six years ago series mm-hmm. um because there was a lot of doubts going in like the batter like the I think within the camp, they're saying the batters can't handle spin, and then the batters put in the question, yeah. and you know, how come you guys can't take any wickets on spinning tracks like yeah, this? Yeah. So um, it's massive for them because I mean Warner, Kavaja, Smith, Stark, um, Lyon—that's a core group of players. So for them to come back and adjust well, and are you know they had certain plans for them to come out on top. That's a reflection on how the modern game, how they've changed and adjusted. I think we, on the flip side of the coin, we were a bit more optimistic, being more laid back, thinking, hang on, we got this covered. Yeah. And we were found wanting. Um, I think I touched base about Nathan Lyon trying, having to work on yeah. changing his um, release, ball point of release just slightly to you know, counter that. I think he's done the hard work there to make that change and get that effect. Mm. Um, and a lot of hard work with the coaching setup out there. No, you're right. Like first time in a long time, we went into a test series as favorites and we blew it. So, you know, now yeah. we are playing catch up cricket uh, to draw, draw a series now. Um, Angelo Matthews is back. He's cleared to play in the test, a second test. Bora, that's very good news for us. Yes. Um, what do you think? Well, they obviously they'll have to bring in someone for Ambuldenia. What changes you expecting in the second test? Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one because um, with Ambul out, the number one or leading spinner of your attack is again going to be another youngster. I mean, Ramesh Mendes, yes, he bowls all spin. He had a good outing, but he's more, he's settling into more the all-round spinner slot. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, Vandese is new. Um, I mean, Dunit, he did really well. So, uh, what's on the selector's mind or the management's mind is what they saw of him in the one-day setup. So, mm. he'll, he looks like he'll edge out to get that spinning spot because he bats. Mahesh Tikshana might be a, another outside one yeah, that the yeah. guys are picking. But then question is, who do they bring him in for? Um, do they... I mean, but at least they have to miss out. Then. Yeah. So, because Donit, Donit can't bat number seven. Nah. You know, there's so, no balance. Like We are struggling with batting anyway. We need... <clears> yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure which way they'll go, but I think Dunit might play. That's the indications. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it'll be a big uh, shuffle of the playing level. I know it's the first stage was a disaster for us, but I guess we got to learn from the disaster and then settle mm-hmm. in. We can't suddenly chuck like what. That's what I was a bit seeing the headlines of you, you know getting three spinners into a test court into a second test match just unsettles the camp yeah. by you know a lot of shuffling in so um we are behind the eight ball at the moment um we just got to i mean we know it's a result oriented pitch um we just got to bank and set into a certain set of plans that we want to play um 
Chris Silverwood, of course, it's not his comfort zone at the moment, play, playing with all these spinners. Mm. He's not used to this game plan. No. Uh, so at the moment, he's probably his hands are tied following the directions. When we won in Bangladesh, we won it on the back of the fast bowlers, yeah. not so much the spinners. Yeah. But here we are playing with one fast bowler. So yeah. um, there's not a lot that he can uh, do there to change. Basically, in goal, Bora, you want your fast bowlers to bowl with the old ball because the yeah. you know the ball get roughed up a lot because yeah. you know the spinners are bowling and you can get some reverse swing going, especially with that grease going across, across the ground. So after 40th or 50th over, your fast bowlers can get you a couple of wickets. Yeah. I mean, after the Fernando, he took two wickets. He, he finished off the tail. Yeah, but after after what we've seen in the first test, you don't really want to play too fast bowlers. So, I don't know. Matish might come in and bowl with the new ball. Then Vandersay might have to miss out. Yeah, I could be. But then how do you justify a guy, give him one test and you forget about him for the next? Yeah, horses for courses. <laughs> yeah. The plan, I think they'll have to, because they know it's a sweeping plan that Australia's, the batters have against it. They've got to get on to the stumps a bit more because then the odd ball keeping low and, yeah. you know, the natural variation of the pitch, you have the LB in play. But then you've got to set the fields. So you need your four fielders behind the wicket. So that uh, could be, um, you need a short fine. Mm. And then leg behind. Um, and then you need your point. It could be at the boundary or up. So that's your sweeper boundaries, just more behind into the stumps rather mm. than in front. So um, like, for example, when to say he bowls his leg is outside of stump uh, and it opens up because, you know, it's a sweep. They are sweeping the ball. So the reverse sweep, when they do it, it's, it's pitching outside of stump. LBs are not in play. Mm. Our guys, when we are sweeping, we are trying to sweep balls onto the stumps. That's why we got caught LBW sweeping yeah. the ball. So and because, they're not picking the length like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No. So that's that um, change or line, change of line our bowlers will have to bring. I mean, Dunit playing in might bring that more into play. Same with Mahesh Tikshan if he brings in. Um, that's the game plan we have to change. Not so much massively changing the setup. It's okay, how can we bowl into a tighter line? And we know the guys like um, Alex Carey are going to sweep. So your short fine leg becomes a catcher for a top edge sweep yeah. um, or a leg slip and then have your square leg just behind to get that, you know, the like Angelo Matthews got out, you know, uh, yeah. trying to flick it off his hips. So those are the game plans we'll have to adjust. Um, but it's it's become, I mean, <laughs> when Australia does well, it, they, the team looks really strong, right? They've won on it on the back of Smith not scoring runs, Warner mm. not so much being an effect, but they managed to win off Cameron Green, Kavaja and um, Alex Carey out there. So um, we need to turn things around really fast yeah. uh, just to you know show that we can share the Warren Murali Cup. Uh, yeah. Uh, just and the World, on, World Test Championship. We were yeah, hoping, for a, hoping for a series win and hoping yeah. for, then 
a series win against Pakistan and hopefully um, win in New Zealand and make the finals. But I don't think yeah. we are out of it now. So. At least a good thing the Sri Lankan boys did was we finished early, make sure the Aussie boys are out there spending a bit of cash in in stimulating the economy. Getting some dollars into the economy. So, um, <laughs> uh, they'll have to reset themselves up. Uh, but yeah. And funny thing, with uh, I was just following the match on TV and the coverage we've got we are playing for the Warren Murali series so that's mm. a cup in its or the shield or what in mm. its own then you have the Moose Cup you know, you know yeah. you've seen the cup of the Pat Cummins wouldn't want that in his luggage it's going to be you know yeah. it'll be hard to wrap in a box and Excellent. take it home <laughs> so um, Australia prepared a lot better than yeah they did yeah. how we prepared no. This is something happened in the test match. Um, protesters up on the goal forward chased away by the Sri Lankan army. And um, the explanation given was the batsmen were distracted uh, because of the, um, I think they're talking about the banners they were holding. Yeah. And the Australia team has come out and said, no, it wasn't it wasn't true. We were not <laughs> complaining. So, And before the test match, there were like two lines of uh, gas bottles around the ground, uh, blue and yellow gas bottles. And miraculously, before the test match, the yellow gas bottles, you know, they were, I think they had the gas delivered just before the test match. So some people ask why we are playing cricket uh, in a economic crisis. But that's one good thing happened because of the test match in Goa, people at least received yeah. some gas delivered. Yeah, you're right. There's economic crisis and the cricket coverage we see is doesn't show the exact picture of what's going yeah. on. We need, I mean, it's a challenge on its own, um, but it's, we need teams like Australia touring out to Sri Lanka because, I mean, we've seen more views out there with some mm. of the tra- tourists traveling out. That's good for the economy. But it's, I mean, there is a struggle out there. That's yeah. the reality of things, which is not not easy. Not easy on a lot of our friends and family and people in Sri Lanka. Yeah. And day in, day out, we're just trying to find a solution to come out of out from it. So, um, but Sri Lankans love their cricket. And, and we know how massive the win in the one day series it was and how it lifted the mood in the camp the test team is struggling to get that moment momentum going or you know bring similar results but i'm sure they're trying their best so the second test starts on friday 8th hopefully we can pull off a win and draw the series. There's a LPL draft happening this week and we'll keep an eye on that and have more details about that when we when we have a chat next time. And there's a very interesting test match happening in England. Um, Johnny Bairstow is killing it at the moment uh, with 500s this year. So yeah, In the next episode, we'll talk about that test match as well. And um, Sri Lanka Women's Series against India. Yeah, we'll talk about that as well, Bora. So, what to talk about next, next week? Yeah, I think we'll try to, you know, have a separate episode to cover a bit of cricket away from Sri Lanka and what's happening. Mm. Um, I was surprised reading the LPL draft that seems to be happening really fast. So, we'll yeah. 
here um what the auction has happened or what where the player movements are um but i think focus is on sri lanka want turning trying to turn things around really fast in going into the test series um and yeah a lot of it would be setting that i mean first team in score up well mm. having a big score up there um so the pressure we can start focusing on you know the bowlers hitting good lines good spots and creating that extra bit going there um uh, i guess from a management they'll be speaking to the players just trying to calm things down because the way the second innings fell away for us in our batting you don't want that collapse uh, it, we want it as a more of a once once off scenario um so they'll be i mean they'll work through certain plans how they want to work on it um i think they need to give the freedom to the bat- batters i think that's what we discussed they mm. uh, Chris Silver would talks about players owning their own space um and that's what we we want to see from a experienced or a more matured batting group is they learn on their own like you have your dimuts angelo coming back is a good thing for us mm. even kusal this bit of maturity chandimal is on um a little bit of pressure now with the i mean the one day failure wasn't the best going into a test setup so it kind of um, gave a mixed reaction to his form is um, i mean his test form was all right but the failure of the one day then the test match failure and now again you know there's a mm. bit of uh, doubts on his spot back again but i mean those players are into their 30s maturity level they need to be able to learn or coach themselves yeah. to be you know better players so uh, we'll be able to gauge how that they've turned that around in the next test match yeah hopefully sri lanka can win we had lots of messages and uh, <clears throat> comments coming our way sanjeev on twitter asked us whether we can do a twitter space before the test match we will try to do one before the test match or during the test match keep an eye on our social media we'll post uh, when we are going to do it then you guys can join us and uh, you know we can have a chat about sri lanka cricket yeah thanks everyone for listening in to another episode keep supporting us and we'll be bringing out more content as we go along all right we'll see you next week yeah hope for a sri lankan win um see you next week bye bye